Can you hear the birds and stuff outside? Um, I can. I don't know if anyone will be able to on here, but I can shut. That. Let me shut the door. You can shut the birds off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Send Me an Invite Quarantine Edition. I have one of my best friends for Evs, Mary Farello, here to join me in this very special coronavirus quarantine episode. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here and have something to do on this day like five of quarantine. I was going to say, how long have you been quarantined? So you're a hairdresser. All of your business has to be done in person. So you literally cannot do any work. This is a an experience, I will say. This is day five of just being home. And it is definitely killing me. It's very hard to go from having such a routine. I'm such a routine-oriented person and seeing like 10 clients a day to being told, okay, you definitely can't go to work and you can't see anybody and you're going to be stuck home for the next two weeks. It's crazy. Um, What are you doing for people that are like, maybe they had really bad roots growing out and they're like freaking out. They wanted their hair appointment and they're mad at you. Has that happened? No, well, it has happened, but honestly, I've had some of these clients for like 10 plus years and we've built such a good relationship where I know my people that are going to be freaking out. So I went ahead, I actually bought little touch-up brushes, I bought little containers and I measured everything out and I'm making take-home kits for people to just come pick up so that in the next few weeks they have you know, something to do and get them through this and that they'll stick with me. And they are so grateful. Like, that's so cute. I would never think to do that. But that's why you're here by Mare. <laughs> Love that. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I have so many fun questions from Instagram and beyond Instagram, just to really get us in the groove here. First question, I always want to know this about you specifically. How do you have the time and energy to be so put together 24-7? So let me explain that question. If you don't know Mary, if you don't follow her on Instagram, first of all, you have to. But she's doing things 24-7. All hours of the day, she's either working or doing something with her friends, doing something with her family, her boyfriend's family. Even if you're just at the hair salon, you're always decked out. How the fuck do you do that every day, all day? So that's a good question. I actually am making a video about my work glam and why I do it. Um, We haven't obviously talked about this, but I'm going to be making like YouTube videos. But I believe that when you look good, you feel good. And it's something that I have like practice since forever. Tina, you knew me in high school. Even then, I always made sure to wear makeup. I honestly don't think I ever leave the house without at least my eyebrows on and lipstick. It just makes me feel better. And I feel like for in my profession, it's really important to look good because it makes the client have confidence in you and you know, you have your life put together and yourself put together. So I do dedicate an extra, you know, 30, 40 minutes in the morning to just doing my hair and makeup. Yeah, I agree. It does go a long way. I personally don't do it every day, but I used to, and I would make sure like I wouldn't go to work until I had full makeup on cute outfit. Cause you're always going to like, when you look your best, you feel your best. So I feel that. Okay. So that brings me to the next question. If Mary could only do one out of these three, 
which one would it be? One, do your eyebrows. So like, you know, fill them in or whatever, get your lips done or three, have fake nails on. Hmm. In order. This is really hard. <laughs> um, man, I absolutely love my eyebrows. I love filling them in. I love getting my lips plumped, injected. So those are the top two. But I probably honestly, because I tweezed my eyebrows off in high school, I actually, and they're like the nipples of your face, I feel like I would die without putting my eyebrows on. Um, and then second, I would always get my lips injected. Honestly, if you have nice brows and big lips and some mascara, I just feel like, you know, you look good. Um, and then nails. During this quarantine, it's funny you bring it up. I just ordered acetone and nail clippers and everything. I'm actually going to take them off because who knows how long we'll be here. These will not last two weeks, and I don't want to see anybody right now. So I'm going to try the no nail life. I've gone back and forth with no nail life. I can do it and I find it easier like to type, be on your phone, like maneuver your hands. But my problem is I bite my cuticles and then I pick at them so bad that if I don't have acrylic nails on, my thumbs will be fully bleeding at all times. I've seen this in person. <laughs> it's disgusting. We all have a habit or two that we wish we could kick. I totally wish I could kick it. All right. Another question. This I actually got a couple times. How do you balance working enough that you can afford all of the travel you do? So again, this goes back into how you're always out and about doing something. Part of that is traveling a lot. So how do you balance working and playing abroad? So I've gotten to the point in my career where I make my own schedule, which is really awesome and flexible for me. So what I do is I just make sure the week before I travel, I cram everybody in and um, they all know that I'm going somewhere. So they work with me and I get as many people as I can in. Um, I also, when I know I'm going somewhere, I just budget and like budgeting is the last thing I like to talk about, honestly, because I'm not good at it. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I budget and make sure that it's going to work out for me. And I always make sure I plan these trips a few weeks in advance. I wouldn't say anything is really spontaneous. I don't ask my clients to move around a lot. I kind of keep things where they are. Since this is the quarantine episode, I will say I've had to cancel a Europe trip, a Dallas trip to see you, um, and a Charlotte trip. All three trips have to be canceled. And it's really frustrating because to be honest, I waited all winter to go somewhere to do these trips. And like, sometimes I'm like YOLO, like I should have just went to New York. I should have just went to Boston. And it's just sad that now can't go anywhere. It is really sad. So I was just in Miami and I, it was like the hardest thing ever to enjoy, the hardest thing ever to enjoy <laughs> Miami. But you know what I mean? It was hard Literally. because it was like a dark cloud was just hanging over the whole trip. Like we had fun, of course, but it was still a sense of like, okay, are we going to be able to get home though? And then I've been looking forward for I think this was at Maurice's wedding. We started planning you guys coming to Dallas for my birthday. Yes. This is going on six months. And it it's not just about my birthday. Kenny was laughing at me the other day because I was literally crying. You guys are coming. And he was like, you love attention so much. You're just so sad. You can't have as much as possible on your birthday. And I was like, yes. But it's also just the fact that I see you guys so few and far between now that like for us to have this trip planned for six months. And then it was just ripped away from me by the coronavirus. Ripped. 
Uh, and no Corona's involved. Just no, I'm not coping well. That's why I'm drinking the tequila right now. No, and the thing is, is it seems like every single person, as we all know, has been affected and had to cancel things. And it's kind of weird that worldwide, like we're all feeling the same. Yeah, it's. I think that God is putting us all in timeout right now. Yes, like a reset on humanity. Yeah, I think so too. So, what have you been doing in your quarantine? Because again, for me, this is a little bit different because I can work from home. I can work from my cell phone. I can work from a laptop. So wherever I go, my business goes. But you cannot do business without hair in your hands. I know. I don't even know where to start. Like I woke up Monday morning. I don't work normally anyway. And I just was stuffed in my phone, reading the news, reading everything. And I decided, wow, like it's unsafe at this point to go to work. So I think, honest to God, I had a full panic attack for like three days straight. Like I couldn't move. I couldn't talk to anyone. I just didn't want to like believe it. It was like denial. I would say full blown denial. Didn't even know what to tell my clients. Didn't even know what to do. Like I I was like itching of anxiety because I was just like, how am I going to not go to work? Like this is insane. So it's just really, it's really hard. So, and then today I feel like I finally just got up and what I've been doing is trying to stick to my normal routine. Even like yesterday when I was crying and sulking, I got up, I did my workout at the same exact time I would have normally done it. I I went right into the shower. I got ready. I still like put some makeup on and I just still want to like start to, you know, I want to maintain a normal routine so that when life does come back around, like I'm ready. Yeah. But then what is, oh, so you did a lot of the videos today. Cause I was going to say, but okay, once you're, you're ready, your makeup's on, you're ready to go. What do you do? Right. So today I would say is finally the day I wasn't like literally sulking and crying. So I got ready, washed my hair, did my makeup, and I filmed a little athleisure video. I feel like I wanted to film a clothing video today for people that are just outfits that they possibly already have in their closet. So that took up a really good amount of time. And I'm going to utilize this week to make content. That's good. So you live with your boyfriend, Joey, right? Yes. Is he home too? He's home. I try to make videos before he gets home, but today he he was home. (laughs) Do you guys, have you been having a lot of quarantine sex? So honestly, I think with just how the anxiety has been so high, especially for me, I have not even been in the mood like we have, but like it's kind of crazy how painful something like this is when you're just like so low. I feel like, like I said, after like the denial portion of this crisis is over, uh, I can get back to my sex life, my normal life, everything. I'm <laughs> starting today. I read something that was saying that like in nine months from now, there's going to be all kinds of babies because everyone's like working from home. There's nothing else to do. Literally, I looked and I was like, when is my depot shot? Because I am on the depot shot um, birth control. And I was like, because I will give it to myself. Like there are no babies coming out of me. Oh my God. That's scary. All right. So you are one of the most well-known hairdressers in Rochester. I have known you since we were little tiny babies, literally, I think kindergarten on, we've been friends and doing hair was in your family. It's something you always grew up with. It's something you were just, as soon as you could figure out, okay, if I put these scissors in my hand and cut, I'm going to give someone a haircut. You were like a hairdresser. Game. So (laughs) you used to cut my hair in your basement when we were in high school. Yes. I ran business. 
you did run a full business before you could even drive. So tell everyone how you got started and like some of the steps that you took to get to where you are now, because you were just saying you have a very flex schedule, you make good money, like you basically live the dream for being a hairdresser. Wow. Well, thanks. Well, it's funny you asked that too, because I was actually thinking about making some type of video to help people because I have hairdresser friends that are really young or just starting out or like still don't know how to build up. So uh, when I first started, like you said, you know, my family was in the biz. So I already had that foot in and I just trusted myself. I can't explain it. I just trusted myself. Like I saw what they were doing. I wanted to do it. I had friends that were willing to let me do it. And I think my confidence kind of let people trust me. And like, they were like, okay. And I was like, I could do it, I think. And they're like, yeah, I don't know. I trust you. So I was like, okay. So right at like 15, I was highlighting. My grandpa gave me a hairdryer, a hydraulic chair and a station. And as Tina said, I put it in my basement and I just started doing hair and it was just so, it was an outlet for me. I had like everybody just high school issues and things I like hated and hair was like totally my thing. It was my thing. And I just like loved doing it. And then because I started so young and before I even had jobs and stuff, I got all my cheerleader friends to come to me. I started working at Old Navy with you and I got all my Old Navy friends to come. I started doing all-star cheerleading. I got all my all-star cheerleaders to do it with me. And by the time I started working, I already feel like I had a lot of people who trusted me. So I was pretty lucky in that way. But um, marketing wise, there was no nothing. There was not even really no one marketed yet on face or what was it in MySpace. So yeah, or Instagram as people would do it now. Yeah, there was no Instagram. Yeah. So I remember it just popped up on my feed 10 years ago. I was like nervous to post that I do hair. It was like a big deal. I was like, hey, I don't know if I should be like writing this on Facebook, but like I do hair and here's all my work. And like I had like 19 comments, which was a big deal back then because like Facebook yeah. was so new. And I had 19 clients that month, you know, and I came out with um, what was it? Shutterfly? No, uh, can't remember which one, but I used to make those books. So I would make my own hair books. So while people were waiting for me to get done, I was like, Hey, while you're waiting, check out my book that I made. And it was a, you know, handheld book that they could just look at all my work. It was organized really well and put together really cute. And people loved it. They were like, wow, this is all like you. I'm like, yeah, I I made it. You know, I remember that those look, you literally had, it actually is Shutterfly. It's like the way you can print a bunch of pictures. They'll put them in a thing for you. That is old school marketing there. You don't even realize you were doing it. I know. It's crazy. You know what? Until you said that, I never really thought about the fact that anyone that's our age and older, they didn't have what people have now to do marketing for, for hair and beauty stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, okay. Let me say this. The reason you have the client base that you have is not because of how good you are. Don't take that the wrong way. You are amazing at hair. We all know that. It's because I think people genuinely just love being around you, love talking to you, love to have you as someone they can go see every eight weeks or whatever it is. It's It really truly is your personality is why everybody wants hair by mare. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like that. They say you don't just find your hairdresser, you find your friend, you find your therapist, you find somebody that you can really look to and talk to. And I do 
try to provide that for everybody that sits in my chair. Okay, so let's let's go back to some more questions. Okay. Oh, we already answered this one. Oh, okay. This is a good one. What's her most loved and hated thing about her clients? Wow, that's actually really hard. I love my clients because they're all like my friends and they're really excited to see me. And they are just so also nice. I mean, I love all of my clients. I don't really, I think now that I rent and I've been in the business for so long that I really, I'm not even just saying that I really don't hate anything about my group of people right now. Like I just love everybody. Really lucky. Yeah. You know, that's when you're in a good place in business where you don't have to take asshole clients. You can be like, no, sorry. So you can literally control. Okay. I love every single one of my clients. Yeah. It's the best. Um, who was her favorite wedding low ponytail she ever did? <laughs> I have to say there was a girl named Marisa Del Monte. We did a second look on, I did a low ponytail on her. And let me just say, she's still my most talked about bride period. Like really, really like people say like, who was that girl you did? And I'm like, Oh, she's a Dior model. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay. So that whole day, um, you did our hair, you did Marisa's hair. And then Marisa was starting to get stressed out and anxious as the day went on, as most brides do. But I remember when she went back up for you to do her ponytail, she came back down and she was a new person. Her like she had I'm not exaggerating. She had this like light about her. She was like so carefree. She's showing me these pictures on her phone. Like, look at these pictures Mary took. And they were her photographer was great, but they were better than the photographer. <laughs> I, that's another thing I honestly love doing is like taking pictures of other people. So obviously, I've always loved to make other people feel good. But in that circumstance, she was just like, she was nervous. She was anxious. And even after she was definitely a little more relaxed, but we got upstairs and she's like, you know what? No, I don't want to do the second look. I don't want to do the pony. And I'm like, Marisa, we talked about this. You know, you're going to want to do it. You're going to regret it. If you don't, I pinky promise. If there's some reason you want me to take it back out, it will look the same. I'm like, but we're doing it. Sit down. We did it. She literally felt and looked like a princess, like more than ever. Like that pony it was like a glam pony. It was like a confidence, like booster. It was just like, she felt so like glam. Yes. If I look back at the wedding and I look at my favorite pictures of her, it's the pony. Cause I swear to God, her whole attitude changed. Once you put that pony in her hair, she was like, okay, this is fun again. Yes. Yes. And you know, hair and stuff can do that for you. You can, you know, she felt really good and it showed. And yeah, so we went out into the balcony and the sun was setting and I was like, wait, let me get pictures of you guys. And I really don't know Adam that well, the groom, obviously. And he just was excited that she was so excited. They just got married. Like, I was like, I can't believe I'm getting to witness this moment of this beautiful couple. And I get to take pictures of them. Like, I'm here. Oh. I'm the one. So I'm like, I got to make these perfect. So we just had fun with it. And I think that's why they came out so amazing and that they were her favorite is because it was such a genuine, happy moment. Yeah, she didn't feel stressed by it. So you do more than hair. You also do wedding photography and counseling. <laughs> I guess so. Um, who takes your Instagram pictures? Because you have a banging Instagram. So I would say my three main photographers, well, Joey. I've been training him now for quite some time. 
Didn't he used to hate it? He used to hate it. He didn't get it. He was very, just, he didn't understand. He doesn't even use Instagram. But when he saw, like, if he got a really good picture of me and it got a lot of likes or something or like more than usual, I didn't even get a ton, but like, you know, he was just like, wow. He's like, this one got almost 300. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, see, because you took the time and he's like, oh, that's, and now he kind of likes it and he gets why I get excited. It's like, it, it just goes along with everything I do. You know, I'm artistic. Yeah. Like this is something I just love to do. And then my sister is really um, obviously into it. And then my friend Jackie is really into it too. She takes a lot of pictures of me and my friend Sierra. I mean, really whoever is with me, I guess. Sierra's like your little protege. Her Instagram is looking. Her Instagram is looking fire. Next question. Do family members take advantage of her skills and want her to do their hair on off time, which eats into her free time? When I was younger, that was a lot of a thing. And when you're younger, you kind of are a little more eager. You're kind of more flexible. You're like bringing your scissors places. You're kind of like that. Um, Now our phone calls kind of go like, I have a spot tonight at seven. You either come or you don't, or you're not getting your hair done because I'm not dealing with it. You know what I mean? So the only people I really do literally for free are like my mom and stepdad, my brother, Joey. So it kind of like dwindled down and that's really, everybody else really respects my time and all of my family members do pay me now. Have you ever given Joey a bad haircut? No. When we first started dating, he used to um, be really fun. Like he used to let me do like kind of like inverted, like low fade, very low fade, like little mohawk type moments. But um, now he just, he really likes a very basic haircut. I just do the same exact thing every time. So what is his job and how do your hours coincide with each other and how does it affect your relationship? We've always had opposite schedules, I feel like, because he's a chef, so he's always working opposite hours. We, in the past two years, we kind of decided, like, he needs a job that is very stable with, like, pension and stuff like that, especially if we have kids. Like, benefits are very important to us. So, you know, I used to work all day, and then he'd go into a restaurant or something at night, but now he actually works really early in the morning. He works for the state. He cooks. So he's at the... um um, Wood Psych Center. So he cooks there. And then he also just started working with Bronca again. So I would say, honestly, Joey and I are both like very creative, free spirits, and we're not up each other's butt at all. So we kind of like having different schedules and that when we do finally come together, we're like so excited. Like we miss each other so much. So it's nice. I idolize people like that because I'm a clinger. Are I'm, you? Oh my God. Yeah. Because I'm just very like, affectionate. I don't like being alone. I, I, I think it's because I'm so extroverted. I feel more comfortable when I have someone else around. So not even just relationship wise, like I don't like being alone. I would never, when I lived alone, it was the most miserable time of my life. Literally. Well, that's different. Like living alone. No. Yeah. Yeah. And just, I don't know. I would always rather be around people than not. So, and maybe it's different because Kenny and I are both in a different state. It's not like we have a ton of friends around like we would if we were back in our like home states. So maybe that's a little bit different, but yeah, definitely am a clinger for sure. I see what you're saying. Like, I guess I'm kind of like, uh, I don't want to use the word needy, but I'm definitely like when he is home, I'm like, babe, 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 babe. Yeah. Not, it's not even like clingy needy like that. It's more just like, let's hang out. Yeah. 
No, he's my best friend. Absolutely. Yeah. He's the one I would, I'd rather hang out with him than anyone else. Oh, I love Joey. Um, okay, wait. Oh, I got this question twice. Who is your style icon? Y'all, I'm, I hate to say it, but I honestly feel like it's Kim Kardashian, the Kardashians, Kylie. I just, I feel like their body figure, although it's fake, it's similar to mine. Like they're shorter, they're curvier, they have boobs, they have a butt. So things that look good on them, like I find look good on me. So I just honestly look to the Kardashians and the Jenners. That's a good point. I never really thought about the fact that probably a lot of people identify with them. I identify with them because I have a huge ass. So I know, okay, if Kim's wearing something on her huge giant ass, I might like it on my huge giant ass. That's a good point. It's harder to identify with like, well, Kendall and like. Can't. Girls like that because nobody fucking well Carla looks like that, but Carla does look like that, and Marisa fits in all of those outfits oh, too. <laughs> Girl, I've been preparing for Dallas. Like I've lost like nine pounds, like ready to be around you skinny people, and now I'm gonna get fat in quarantine. Okay, well you get fat, and I would like to now lose nine pounds to prepare for when you reschedule. <laughs> so okay. I'm the skinny one. <laughs> I should put down the wine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I should put down the tequila watermelon. Okay, wait, I want to see if there's any other. Oh, this is a good one. Where do you shop? Because people love your clothes. You have very extra, very statement clothes. Where do you shop? What are some of your go-tos? So for online, my two absolute favorite stores are Pretty Little Thing and Misguided. I believe they are both UK stores. They are my absolute favorite. I feel like they do take into account a curvier figure. I feel like they are um, very affordable. So you can get lots of different style options and things that are, like you said, like statement pieces where you know you might not wear it again, but it was pretty affordable. So you're like, I don't care. And you can get a bunch of options. And then my two favorite stores that you can shop like local are Zara and Guess. Both very good quality, a little more pricey, but like statement pieces that you can get basics that will last you a lifetime. Those like those four stores, I don't think I shop anywhere else. How would you describe your personal style? That's hard because that's just hard. I think for me, I always need something that is a statement piece. I always need something that is fun, patterned or extra. Yeah. Like today I made an athleisure video trying to be like wear basics and I just couldn't do it. Like I was like, I I didn't even feel comfortable in just like a black on black with like just sweatsuit. Like I just, I was like, this isn't me. I had to put like a chunky chain and like fun glasses, put a hat on. I'm like, okay, big bag. I'm like, there it is. Like I need to accessorize. That's probably my biggest thing is I accessorize. I feel the same but opposite because I feel like I also like to look extra and like to like stand out. Basically, you know, you want to stand out with your your wardrobe, but I try to do it in more of like a minimalist way where I don't like patterns. If I'm picking a color, it's one color. That's it. I'm not touching anything else. Very minimal accessories. That is you, but I feel like you've been stepping out. You've been stepping out. 
I know when I moved to Dallas, I said I was going to pick up uh, my Dallas street style, as I called it. And that's when I started to incorporate color into my wardrobe. Yes. And I'm, I'm loving it. I think I commented on one of your pictures like, yes, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, wait, let's see what else do we have. What has been your favorite quarantine activity? I know you're struggling with it, but drinking. <laughs> I haven't drank. I've been I I gave up alcohol during the week for the past 9 weeks and I have stuck to it. And like before that, I mean, I was drinking wine every night. Um and that is what really obviously helped me lose the weight and stuff that I wanted to lose, but also um I just felt like it was healthy and good. And ever since this quarantine, the only thing that has took that like pinch, this is very unhealthy, (laughs) that has taken that (laughs) pinch out of my chest of anxiety has been, you know, drinking. And so I took a shot of whiskey the first day and I was just like, it was the first time I just felt okay. So I would say drinking, but I'm going to try and like keep that to a minimal and doing workouts um, online. I never thought I could do. I never thought I could like look at a screen and like get a good workout at home. And I just feel like there's a lot of things I'm realizing that like you could kind of go without. It's kind of scary. Yeah, it is scary if you think about. And I also think we're going to come out of this and businesses are going to realize how much they actually can function without physical office space. And they're going to cut that overhead. Like, yeah, and everybody's going to be working remote that can. Wow, it's a really good point. I do feel like this is a bit of a wake up call to society like we were talking about before. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a turning point for sure. I think there's going to be a lot of changes after this. I think that flight prices in six months are going to be so fucking high. Oh. All of our travel game is going to oh, be high. No. Oh, no, they're they're low right now. But OK, so my friend Casey that works for American, she was on the last episode and the first one. She's been keeping me updated because she's getting a lot of updates. And basically think about it. The flight you canceled for Dallas, you got a voucher for, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go to rebook that in a couple months, you're not paying them again. You're using basically a gift card. So they're going months and months and months without their typical income. So they're making tons of layoffs. When they finally get to a place where flights can go like normal rate again, they're going to jack up the prices so high to make up for all the money that they lost. Yeah. So we're all fucked. I hope they get some kind of bailout like they've been asking for, but. Well, she was telling me, and don't quote me on this, but uh, her company has reserves. So like an insurance company has reserves, basically a savings account for if they go through like a hurricane or something like that, that takes a lot of their money away, they can like bail themselves out. And her particular airline has a reserves. So they should be better off than other airlines that don't. Got you. But who the fuck knows? <sighs> I'm so depressed about all of this. I feel like it's hard to accept the changes that are coming. Like it's, I, I genuinely have never felt this way where I feel like I'm in a nightmare. You should call Grammy, my grandma, because I called her yesterday just to check on her, make sure she's good. Um, and she was telling me like, this is nothing. I've been through the war. Like there was a time we couldn't drink. We couldn't have butter. She's like, this is nothing. Every time something like this happens, we come out of it and we make changes for the better to keep up with how society's adapted to technology and, you know, just what's going on in the world at that time. So after I talked to her, I was like, okay, this is just one of those times that we're living through right now. I love that. I do want to give her a call. I was thinking about her and just... 
like even my grandparents went through like polio, right? Like, I mean, these are diseases that like took you out. I mean, that you were like, we're afraid of this because it's like, it is deadly. But the the diseases before, I mean, they literally just killed you. Like the plague and stuff. We didn't have technology. We didn't have scientists working as hard. Like it, it's very scary. So as somebody that has a lot of corona anxiety, what advice would you give to other people with corona anxiety? Or what about people that got completely laid off from their jobs? I would say it's hard to not feel like a 15-year-old on spring break with no car, no life, no friends. That's how I feel. Um, and what I've been doing that's been helping me feel human is just trying, like I said, to stick to a routine. So make a new one, make a list. This is what I'm going to do on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, have a rough, you know, idea of what you want to do. And, um, what did you say for people that are home working? Well, just a people that have anxiety, but I also think like there's so many people that are either getting laid off now or will be getting laid off in the very near future. I don't know why I think you would have advice for this because you've always basically been a business owner, um, as have I, or at least work in the digital space where that's pretty hard to come by. But I just, I really feel for people that their boss is basically saying to them, hey, we can't keep you on anymore. Yeah. Like I said, it's really, it's painful. It's painful to see my friends going through this. There's really no right thing to say. Like, I hope that we can all learn from this, become a little more self-sustainable, give up certain things that we don't feel like we need anymore, maybe save some money, maybe budget a little better. I hope that maybe this experience will help us Gen Z millennials kind of realize, you know, like my friend yesterday was telling me her grandma has piles of like ketchup packets and like salt packets. And like, she's so like, like that, but she is 92 and grew up in the great depression. So she like literally bunkers stuff. And she was saying that this is just going to change us as a society. And I I don't, like you said, I don't, I'm not really the person with advice for that. I just, all I can say is that I hope that all of us grow and come out stronger because of this. All right, let's lighten it up. I agree with you, but let's lighten it up because I'm sinking back into my depression. Okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, what's your favorite drink to order at the bar? Um, so my favorite drink is just a Tito's and soda water with a big lemon and a big lime. Both, always. Do you consider yourself a lady in the streets but a freak in the sheets? <laughs> it's actually funny because I feel like I was labeled prude my entire life, but I feel like the ones that know, know. (laughs) If you know, you know. If you know, you know. (laughs) Would you rather date a guy that's shorter than you or a guy with no money? Like, I have to clarify this because Casey struggled with this on the last one. He's not like, you can't go to Starbucks broke, but like just a guy with very little money. I'm so sure he would be a midget. Yeah. That's, that's a really like weird question answer it I guess I'd rather date a guy that's taller than me because he can always come up and make money after with my help okay and encouragement (laughs) you're gonna support him I'm gonna help him support support him him and and literally help him get through this um who is your celebrity crush oh my god someone asked me that the other day (sighs) I used to always have an answer to this. Like it was like Johnny Depp and like Chad Michael Murray and like back in the day. But like lately, I don't know. 
it's a lot of like random blogger men I follow where I'm like, woo, they're hot. But like, I don't have a, cr- I mean, I don't, I feel like I, maybe I'm over that stage in my life. Like I don't obsess over random celebrities. Wow. No celebrity crush. Okay. I'm just going to put down Zach Efron for my records. Okay. Wait, who is yours? I've stayed loyal to my celebrity crush since I was like seven years old, which is Ashton Kutcher. Oh, that's fair. And you're like yeah. a little bit like Mila. So, yeah. Well, I've yeah. heard that since I was a child, and she was also a child on that 70s show. So, that's probably why. Yeah. What is your favorite beauty product, brand, everything? That's so hard because I feel like I cherry pick. I wouldn't even say there's one line that I buy more than two items from. But if I had to pick, like if I had to pick, okay, I'm going to live off all of their products. Crazy enough, I actually think I might pick Bobby Brown. Why is that crazy? It's not really crazy, but there's just so many products and brands. And Okay. I have a Bobby Brown, one of those fat lip crayons that I just love it. I love their bronzers. Honestly, you should try them. Wait, so are you still doing microblading? I do microblading. As everyone knows, my avenue is hair. Uh, so I basically just microblade my clients, like all of my clients that want it done, I do it. And like their friends and family. Okay. So it's not something you market super hard. No, I, I honestly should. I just don't really have the time. Yeah. Um, what's your number one beauty pet peeve? Like when you see somebody doing this, you just want to freak out. Ooh, so many. Her eyes are lighting up right so now. So many. Tell us. I hate when people's face don't match their chest and neck. Like there are a million ways to wear the right foundation and then darken your face after. So that, and then I also feel like a pet peeve of mine is when people don't, when they put their eyelashes on and they just like place them on awkwardly and like, don't really like make sure that the lash is like in, in the lash line and like they didn't squeeze, squeeze their lashes with the fake lash. Like that bothers me. I feel attacked because I don't know how to put fake eyelashes on because I've worn them. I'm getting up there now. I wear them more often than I used to, but still, I would say under 20 times in my whole life. Like, can you explain how the fuck to put them on? No, stay tuned. I'm actually going to make a video. I wanted to do this, but I, I, I can't even, I have to just order lashes, but I was going to do a um, Ulta lash haul. So I wanted to take you guys with me, go to Ulta you know, tell you guys why I'm picking out certain lashes and then try them on, show you how to wear them, do what I do. So stay tuned for that. I do have another video coming out, just my basic makeup look. So I'll show you how I put my lashes on and how to avoid the common mistakes. My mom was texting me the other day asking me how she puts fake eyelashes on because she saw my Miami pictures and I had them on. And I said, just call Mary. She's going to make a video. So just call. Yes. That's the thing is I want to just be like, like so many people ask me questions and I want to be like, refer to my video. So that's why I even mm-hmm. picked this up. I like that idea. All right. Leave everyone with some advice, beauty, work, social life, quarantine. We're all in fucking limbo right now. So I have no real guidelines or outlines. Just what do you want to say? My advice would be, and this might sound crazy to like grasp, And I'm telling myself this as well. We need to embrace the chaos. We need to embrace it. This is what's happening. There's nothing we can do about it. Our lives are about to get crazy. Don't lose yourself. 
still get ready, still shower, still make yourself feel okay. It really helps. I promise those of you working from home still, you know, do one thing to like brush your hair and teeth and then maybe do like, I don't know, take a shower, something, something to always make yourself feel um, like you're getting ready because it will just make you feel better about the day. And I know it sounds weird, but like it, it just helps you. And I feel like don't lose yourself and embrace it. Just embrace this craziness we're about to go through because there's nothing we can do. That's so scary to think about. There's nothing we could do. Not right now. Just stay home. I I knew when Kobe died that this was going to be a rocky year. Oh. <laughs> I feel like, and I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way, but I feel like we haven't gone, like our world hasn't gone through something crazy in so long that like, I felt like something was coming. It's weird. Yeah. I think if anything, it's maybe not that we've all felt it. You know, there's definitely been craziness going on, but there's, there hasn't really been anything since maybe like nine 11 where we all really truly felt it. Yeah. Like this. I mean, worldwide, there's been nothing in our lifetime that we've all felt something this crazy. Yeah. Like we were like overdue for it or something crazy, but it's scary. Do you think social media is fucking you up? Yeah, today I took a mental break from it. I did not listen to it. I did not look at it. When I caught myself doing it, I just put my phone down and I put music on and I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not. Did you download that app, I said? Yes, I did. Like, and I like how it's like on this day and there's so many things. It's called the Good News Network. And I actually downloaded it because I was freaking out so bad about this. When we were in Miami, actually, I was having horrible anxiety And I started Googling positive news, positive news. And I saw this website keep coming up, Good News Network. And they have an app and I downloaded it. And I was saying to myself, okay, I'm just going to look at this app instead of Facebook or Instagram. And honestly, if it wasn't for my business, I really would like to turn off my Facebook, delete it, turn off my Instagram, delete it. It's not really realistic for me, but I just wish that I could, maybe I'll do it for like a day or two. I had uh, followed this blogger that told me to just put the apps that you don't want to look at on like the last page of your phone so that you'll have to literally like scroll over, scroll over and then click it. And then you'll like think, okay, I told myself that's why I put it on the back of my phone to not look at it. So that could help people. But I do love your suggestion. I love the app. Good. Everybody downloaded that. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry. The tequila is hitting me. Everybody download <laughs> that app. Mary, tell them where to follow your looks, your hair, everything on Instagram. So my name on Instagram is at Mary Dominique. There are two E's at the end. And I am, you know, I do showcase my love for fashion on there. So you guys will see that. And you can also follow like my Facebook, but it's really boring. I have a question. Do you keep a business Instagram page or not really? Yeah, my my hair account is at Hair by Mare. It's spelled H-A-I-I-R-B-Y-M-A-R-E. So Hair by Mare. And there's an underscore at the end of that because my old one I got locked out of. But I do post on there. Definitely catch my story. Definitely go through my highlights. I love highlights. Oh, good. All right, Mare. Any last words? Stay safe. Embrace what's going on. Try to be positive. I let myself sulk for a few days, but 
And I'm sure we all have, but let's go forward and just look at all the positives and things that we can be grateful for. Yes. If you have a roof over your head, if you have somebody with you under that roof, if you have a phone where you can stay connected to friends and family and social media, try to keep social media as little as possible just because it can be really fucking horrifying. For yeah. But uh, all right. Cool. Well, thank you so go. much. I seriously appreciate oh you having me on. Thank you so much. I just texted you like yesterday and I was like, do you want to do this? And you were like, yeah, I have no plans. So No itinerary, quarantine life. <laughs> if you also are quarantined and you would like to be on this podcast, hit me up. All right. Bye, Mary. Love okay, you. Love you. Thank you. Mwah.